0: going to be a good time be fun to, to do i wanted to just thank you for being here god is so good all the time isn't he i'd like to start out with just a, a couple things to make you laugh now i've already got a groan and nobody's even heard it this guy uh, he he wants to buy this dog there's an ad in the paper talking dog for sale he runs to the guy and says i'd like to buy your dog but i want to see the dog first the guy says sure Harry, come here, boy. Dog runs right over, sits down. Guy points at He said, well, go ahead. He said, so your name's Harry? The dog says, yep. He said, so uh, tell me about yourself. He said, well, I worked in the Swiss Alps saving people's lives and did that for a little while. And then I was overseas and worked in Afghanistan and just helped over there as well. And uh, so right now, I just... Taking it pretty easy, looking for a part-time job, though. The guy looks at the owner and says, why would you sell an incredible dog like this? The owner says, the dog's a liar. He didn't do half of those things. (laughs) Little boy, this is the last one, so okay. Little boy on Father's Day, about five years old, wants to give his dad breakfast in bed. His mom helps him make toast, scrambled eggs, bacon. But the little boy's insistent. Mommy, let me make the coffee. She says, okay. And so he makes the coffee. They take it up to Daddy. He's in bed. And then the little boy says, Daddy, happy Father's Day. And, and the guy takes a sip of the coffee. He said, it was just, it's terrible. He says, it was the strongest coffee he'd ever tasted. And, but he didn't want to hurt the little boy's feelings. He goes, wow, Joey, this is really the most different cup of coffee Daddy has ever had. And Joey smiled. He says, well, drink some more. The daddy reluctantly drinks some and he sees in the bottom of his cup two green army men. And he said, Joey, what'd you put these in there for? The little boy goes, The best part of waking up is soldiers in your cup. <laughs> All right, you've had your humor for today. <laughs> awesome. Hey, I want to talk about this morning. Let me gather you back in. <laughs> I entitled this message, Wise Guy. Not as much as like, hey, wise guy, but being a wise guy. Guy could be man or woman, but wisdom from the word of God. Wisdom that God would give you so you could be wise. How many want to be wise? Ever made a mistake? Woohoo! I got that t-shirt. Don't want that one again, but you know, I get it. I want to go to the word. Do you know that people like success? We are drawn to it. We like people that are successful. We like sports teams, especially ones that are successful. There's even people in this building that like teams that have never been really successful. (laughs) Moving on. We picture ourselves experiencing success. We see somebody have success, and we we like, what would that be like? How much does that feel like? We uh, we have those wonderful thoughts, and then we also run into, and everybody has had them, the dream crushers, the people that are negators. They almost wait for something to say, and it's usually not real positive. We've all heard at some point, you can't do that, or that's never been done. That's not the way we do it here. Some of those negative words can lead to negative thinking, which can leave us discouraged. It can leave us Kind of feeling isolated or we're just not worth it. Second guessing ourselves all the time. Hard, that's hard to make. We don't want to make the wrong decision. You ever feel like that? I want to make a decision and I've made the decision not to make a decision because if I decide, because we all feel like I don't want to do the wrong thing. And I get that because we want to keep everyone happy. But what happens is sometimes we derail ourselves, we allow the enemy to throw those negative thoughts. You know, here's the truth. It's harder to swim upstream. For real. One time I was at Myrtle. I think we we're at Myrtle Beach, and what is the ocean by Myrtle Beach? Okay, whatever. That works. <laughs> Thank you. That was Caitlin, right? You didn't say it. All right. Oh well. Okay. Here's the good thing. The ocean is really cool. But. I saw Jaws. <laughs> and I remember putting that out of my mind. And I'm like, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to go swim in the ocean. And I remember putting Kim and the kids on the beach, like right here. And I went out and I got out too far. I didn't really realize how far I was out until I looked back and Kim and the kids are no longer there. They're like way over there. Here the, the tide or the current had taken me. Clear over here, I remember trying to swim back and I wasn't going anywhere. And in my mind, I started to panic. I'm like, I can't touch the ground. So I can't touch the bottom. I'm swimming and nothing is happening. Nice. Then all I hear in my mind is boom, 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 boom. I got motivated. And I started swimming as hard as I could. I remember as hard as I could. And I swam and swam and swam. It seemed at first I made no headway. And finally, I began to get. And as soon as I could touch the ground, I never did that again. It's harder going upstream. It's harder going against the groove. If everybody's going one way, it's hard to be the only one going the other way. But what would happen if God would put with you wisdom that you could stand against negative people, negative naysayers, people that they're really good people, but they haven't seen it, or they just kind of have that Eeyore approach? We'll never make it. But if somebody would show them the way. Remember this, successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. Occasionally. Think of all the inventions that would never be discovered if people would have listened to the naysayers. Thomas Edison with the light bulb—they, you know, like a thousand times he tried, didn't make it, and people would say, "You failed a thousand times." He said, "No, I just found a thousand ways that didn't work." Aren't you glad he kept going? How about the diseases that would never be cured if they just listened to naysayers? Mountains never climbed. Records never broken. Mysteries never solved. Souls never saved. Because somebody wouldn't believe. Jesus and his disciples took this head on. And people didn't like how they did things because Jesus was going upstream. There are certain ways back in the day, just like today, maybe not the same, but he Kind of went against the crowd. It's kind of like petting a cat backwards. They didn't like the way he did things. They, they needed to be done the way that they wanted him done. They didn't want anything to happen that was unusual. Can I say this to you this morning? Anytime you get with Jesus, he doesn't always do things the way you want, but it's always going to be best. It always amazed me on his way into Jerusalem, he told his disciples, go and you'll find a colt that has never been ridden. Now, we had horses before we started this church. I sold them to move back here to all that stuff. Have you ever ridden a horse that's never been ridden? Have you ever got on a horse that's never been You know what they do? They do. They don't like that. They will just go crazy. What's amazing to me, Is Jesus, when he gets on that horse, the horse doesn't do anything. It just carries him to where he wants to go. My point is this. If you would just have the guts, have the courage to listen to God, what the natural would make happen, Jesus can overcome that by supernatural. And he can adjust things and make things happen in only a way that God can do. Mark 2.22 says, No one puts new wine in old wineskins. The wine would burst the wineskins, the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. People will say, you can't do that. I had people tell me when we started this church, you, that can't be done. You can't do this. They asked me questions, and we were, I was ordained in the Assemblies of God. Great fellowship. I'm not speaking against anybody. I'm just saying we were ready. to. The Lord was leading us out and so we were supposed to go out they wouldn't have another ag church in town they already had one so they weren't going to put one so that kind of confirmed we weren't supposed to do that anyway so they asked my plan and i said here's what i'm going to do they said that's impossible they said that word it's impossible it can't be done i'm here to tell you 16 years later it's still being done some people are threatened by the fact that you want to do something that God has instructed you to do, and maybe a little differently. Because if you succeed, how will they look? I mean, this just stuff just boggles me. Can you imagine being the disciples in the boat? Jesus puts them, the Bible says he puts them in the boat. Get in the boat, guys. Go across, I'll get with you in a little bit. And the Bible says that Jesus walked on the water and met them about three in the morning or something like that. And then Peter says, they're all afraid because they think it's a ghost. And Peter said, if it's you, let me come to you. Tell me to come. Jesus says, come on. And Peter gets out of the boat. What amazes me is, I, I don't, it doesn't really record all of what happens with the guys in the boat. But you know, they're dudes. Somebody's got to be saying, Peter, you're an idiot. You can't walk on water. Other people are like, I'll go if you go. There's Thomas. I just doubt that this is ever going to work. You know, there's all that stuff. And Peter, what would it be? Can you imagine? Has anybody water skied? Water skiing is amazing. My dad had a boat and he took us water skiing. I learned how to water ski. Taught all my kids how to water ski. Water ski made me feel the closest to walking on the water as ever. Because you, you get up and it's, you're just like, like butter. I mean, it's just like you should not be able to do that. I taught my uncle Tom, you know, the, where is he at? There he is. Taught him how to water ski. This was awesome. He got up first time. You know, it's, my son Sam got up first time. I didn't get up first time. But Tom, first time, real athletic. Always awesome. He said, What do I do? I said, Tom. Go clear to the outside. It's going to be great. Turn to my dad. Whip it around. (laughs) Have you ever seen a slingshot? Tom, about the speed of sound, I can still see his face. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, Superman. Have you ever seen a rock skip across the water? I was going to call Tom Skipper for a long time, but... What I'm saying is it was just it's an amazing feeling. It just seems like wow, you shouldn't be able to do that. But Peter does. Jesus just calls him over. The the disciples, I don't think they're all in agreement because when Peter's successful, the Bible says that Peter sank. We all know that story. That's been preached hundredwise, you know, all the time, and I get it. Jesus pulled him out of the water and they both now listen both now walking on the water back to the boat get back in there's got to be people in the boat going I knew it I knew it all along I was going to do it but Peter said he wanted to and I wanted to give you know Peter's been down I wanted to give him a shot at it you know I don't know what was going on but I'm telling you there's still people in the boat that are like wish I'd have got out I wish I'd have got out I want you this morning to understand there's wisdom always in following God. And it may not be natural wisdom, but I wish I'd have got out and did what he said. I'm going to say something because today I believe we're starving for just a God thing. I'm going to give you a four-letter word, and I'm going to say it in church. I'm going to say it loud. Work. you got to put your hand to some stuff. I've had people come up and go, I just can't find a job. Really? Every place is hiring, it seems like. Now, it might not be your dream job, but man, whatever, if the Lord told me, I'm going to do whatever the Lord wants me to do to do whatever I need to do to get to wherever I need to go. Say that again. Thank you. I'm gonna do whatever I need to do to go <laughs> to get where I need to go. I mean, just what, God, what can you do? How can we, how can I put my hand, what direction are you calling me to? I'm gonna help stretch you this morning. I'm stretching myself, so you might as well help me too. I'm gonna to give you three things about wisdom that if you do consistently, will bring you success. I'm gonna say what I said before remember, successful people do consistently. What unsuccessful people, or just people that don't try, occasionally. It's in your daily routine. It's in your daily routine. Whether it's in finance and saving, or it's, it's in just whatever you're doing. It's, it's found in what you do every day. Here's wise guy key number one. Get with God. What's God's will for you? What's he wanting you to do? What's your purpose? Everybody's got a purpose. Listening to me and those that are online, welcome online, God bless you guys. You all have a purpose. He's got a call on everyone. Yours might not be mine, mine's not yours, but what is your purpose? And here's the thing, you don't have to understand the entire plan God has for you. Just trust God that there's a purpose. To my knowledge, and maybe he's done it to somebody else, but he hasn't done it to me. When he told me to start the church, he didn't say, here's how the next five years will look. Here's what you will do every time. He just said, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to call it. Here's the scripture. And then that was it. And then I'd do that step, and he'd say, now do this. Are you with me? Romans 4, 18 and 19, even when there's no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing he'd become the father of many nations, for God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. And Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though all about, at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. God told Abraham, you were going to be the father of many nations. He told him that. God had said that to him. And that was God's word on the subject. His faith in God's promise never wavered. In other words, he got it from God. He heard him say it. That's what he said. That's what he told me to do. And you got to understand, there's something there that we need to understand. One of the things I love about my wife, she says, if I get God's word on it, that's all I need. It doesn't matter how much pressure. It doesn't matter how much this or that. I just need to know what he said. What has God told you? Abraham grew stronger because he knew what God had said. And the more time went on, the more convinced he was what God had told him. Romans 4, 20, 21. He never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith, the Bible says, grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Listen to what I'm saying. If you're taking notes, you might want to write this one down. Faith begins where the will of God is known faith begins where the will of God is known when God tells you his will then you must take him at his word take him at his word take him at his word word, see it in the Bible hear him in your heart Follow Him in your actions and start walking this thing out it begins where you know this is what he said you search your heart you get before God you can ask God questions get in the Bible find out his will start praying in other words just praying not not king james do you normally speak king james i I knew a guy that once and i love the guy he's a nice guy but every time he prayed he prayed in king james to me that was weird of course i'm not god so you know if that's what you want to do i'm sure god understands king james pretty sure that's how that works but i just want you know i'm just like ah it just seemed to me too created i just want i want god for myself If you ever say, God, I need an answer. I I need to know your will on this. The Bible says in Romans to be led by peace. If I don't have peace, and you know what peace is. Peace is not like you're you're settled inside. Peace doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, but it means you know what's right. It's just peace. It's just, I'm okay with it. Sometimes the answer comes right away. Because sometimes you have to make that decision right away. Other times you have to seek him. You have to ask, seek, and knock. Isn't it amazing in the scripture that says ask, seek, and knock? If you take the letters, they spell ask. What's your mindset? What's your listening ear saying? You need to start being sensitive to God. Listening to his voice. Hearing his voice and knowing it's that still, small voice. Sometimes we expect thunder. Thunder. And God could be in thunder. I'm not saying he couldn't, but so many times daily, it is the still small voice. It is the word. It is him, his spirit guiding you and talking to you. Wisdom belongs to us. We can ask for it. God will give it to you. We have seen it. We have a right to it. We have unlimited access to it. The problem is we got to get ourselves out of the way. We need to press in at times to receive it. Listen to this scripture. This is NIV, 1 Corinthians one thirty. I don't think it's going to be, well, I guess it is. I, I must have given that. All right, so here we go. It is because of God that you're in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. Here's another one, James 1, 5, and 6. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all. Romans twelve two. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. The new living of that says that he'll change what you think. I like that. Help me, God, change what I think. Don't live foolishly in Ephesians, it says, for then you'll have discernment to fully understand God's will. If we go to God for the answer... And we trust him, even if you feel like I didn't get it right now, I know by faith I've got it, so I don't come back empty-handed. Cast all my care on the Lord, because he cares for me. I don't have to. God is not the, he's not the lotto. He's not the pop machine. You just don't put 50 cents in, hit the button, and you get a Pepsi. You don't buy God. This is a relationship, this isn't legalism. I thank the Lord that I trust the one that I do know. Like Mark, Mark 11, 23 and 24, it says, believe you receive when you pray, not when it shows up. So it hasn't shown up yet, but I've already believed that I received, so I'm gonna get that. Whatever that need is, it will be met, it's already met. And I'm not gonna quit until it's met. I'm going to believe and I'm going to receive. I received it when I prayed. What's God's will in your life? Seek him, not people. Joyce Meyer says, go to the throne, not to the phone. There's a lot of truth in that. Wise guy number two. Here's our second point. We're going to go to God number one. Number two, we're going to get God's direction. Once we go to God... We get our marching orders from God. Everybody's got an opinion, but you gotta get God's because his is the only one that counts. I mean, that's just the fact, Jack. Don't get advice from unbelievers. What do you think God means by this? And you're asking somebody that doesn't even know God. You know, if somebody came up and said, I think I think Kim would like these camo pajamas and this crossbow. You don't know Kim. I could say, don't waste your money, but if you want somebody to give those to. Because I know Kim. So you got to get direction from God. What did God tell you? You know, there's a story in the Bible where God told people, he said, I don't want you to go, I want you to, to stay here. I don't want you to leave until I tell you. And there's people that were in the house. I'm just not going to go into a lot of depth. There's people that are in the house that said, well, God told us to, and they told us, you should go ahead and go. And they, and they got attacked and ate by bears. Now, here's, the, the bottom line is this. That's great that God, you know, I've had people, and I love people, because people is what God does. I love people. I've had people walk into me, walk into my office. My wife can tell you this is true. Hey, guess what? God told me, I'm your next youth pastor. And I've said, that is awesome. And as soon as God told me, I'll let you know. Take a seat. And in two weeks, they're gone. Because they're, listen to me, they're after the position and the power. They're not after or into the presence. You have to be into the presence. And when you're into the presence, he'll position you and it's his power anyway. Be careful about even what some believers tell you, because if God didn't tell them, they love you. My grandmother loved me. She helped raise me. And I would go to grandma and see, when I, when I, got, when I was older and I worked at Cedar Point a couple summers, was going to college, and uh, anyway, to make a long story short, in some of that interim, competed, was a, a bodybuilder and had uh, you know had the card and went around and competed and all that stuff. And I'd be on a strict diet. And I'd go to grandma's house. You don't go to grandma's house when you're on a strict diet. I'd sit at the table and she'd say, she'd say, laws. I'm not sure what that really means, I, I, but she'd say, laws. I made you some mashed potatoes and grape. Grandma, I, 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 as much as I want your mashed potatoes, can't have that. Do you think she'd listen to me? She'd come over with the plate and the spoon flop flop now you can't tell me now listen here brett god would not have you go hungry he's going he wants you to eat this he made this yes grandma she loved me but it didn't help me it didn't help me in the gym can't understand why i didn't lose weight this week that's full of taters What did God tell you? Listen. Now, you can listen and get wisdom and counsel. There's there's wisdom in the counsel of many. That's not what I'm telling you. I don't mean that you have to be a loner. I'm telling you the people you're submitted to, the people that you know have a track record, the people that you know listen to God, the people that are with him all the time, the people that are rubbing shoulders with the Holy Ghost. You can listen to those people. And let them see if that confirms anything they're telling you. If they're listening to God and God told you, they may say, you know what? That could be something he is really telling you. This is what I would do. I'd pray and fast about that. Or I'd just listen to the Lord a little more. Or I, I, that witness with my spirit. Or if it's completely wrong and you're off kilter, have somebody in your life that says, no. You know, People will ask us, why do, why do we do some of the things we do? Well, you know, if you hate children, we probably aren't going to put you in the nursery. I just, I can't stand kids. I want a job. Well, that's not going to be your place. (laughs) Well, God told me I was going to raise up a kid's ministry. He just told me you hated children. Matthew 16, 15, 17. What about you? Jesus is asking... Who do you say that I am Now, Peter answers, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus' answer back, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. So Jesus asks the question. He had established his, his ministry and his mission. He'd been with these guys three years, and, and he's asking his disciples, who are people, what are they saying, who are they saying that I am? Now let me just explain he's not running for politics of the year or politician he's not conducting a a temple election poll i hope you all voted by the way he wasn't trying to win a popularity contest he wasn't going to do campaign speeches he wasn't kissing babies smelling hair (laughs) he wasn't about to go to agt america's got talent he wasn't checking his social media likes he was getting the pulse of the culture. What, why were these people following him? What was going on? His group of disciples, his base camp, his inner circle, his peeps, he's talking to them. He had a purpose and always to reveal himself to them. So many times he's doing things just so that it, I mean, he's Jesus. He's, he's not needing the help, but he's trying to help them. He's trying to make them get from A to B. What are these people saying? Jesus isn't inadequate. He's not insecure about who he is. He's not worried about what people think. He's trying to get them to see the mission. And Peter nailed it. So he says it out front of everybody. You are Christ, the son of the living God. It's almost as if Jesus said, yes. Man didn't tell you that, Peter. It's revealed on the inside of you. God has has shared that with you. Because the Holy Spirit is alive and well in Jesus. And because Peter had spent time with Jesus, he saw things that it, this has got to be true. Now, Peter didn't really realize, I don't think, have you ever said anything happened so quick you said it and you're like, whoa, that was out of my mouth. Sometimes usually not so good, isn't it? Sometimes it's out of your mouth and you're like, Ugh. You can't put the toothpaste back into the tube once it squirts out. You want to. Every husband in here, if your wife ever says, "Does this make me look?" Just let's go on. <laughs> my wife never says that, but I never have. Uh, that has never been my concern. She could wear mud, and people would be like, "Where'd you get that mud?" I'd like to buy some. She could wear a potato sack, and there'd be ladies wearing potato sacks. Oh, just a fashion. That's just my opinion, but anyway. But it's out of his mouth, and he didn't even connect the, top, the dots. But now here, but then he goes rogue. Peter goes off the scale, off the script, and then he starts his own opinion. Because Jesus had just shared with the group he was going to be crucified and all that. And this is when the not-so-good happened. So Matthew 16, and 23, Peter took him aside, began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. Your danger's trapped in me. You're seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. The NIV says it this way, you're a stumbling block to me. You don't know have in mind the will of God, but merely human concerns. See, once you know the will of God, which Jesus did, you don't have to go around and asking other people. If, you, if it's tax time coming up next year, go ask five people how to do your taxes. You'll probably get five different answers. I don't know about you, but I do not, Do you like tax time? Whew. We're all glad when that part is over. It's so amazing to me how many people feel it's their responsibility to automatically point out the reasons why you can't do that. They have good intentions, but they're still going to tell you the negatives as if you had your... No idea. But my point is guard yourself. I can't even imagine being Peter. Jesus, come here, come here. Takes him off to the side. Could you imagine taking God off to the side to correct him? Come, Come with me. But that's what he does. And Jesus, I can just see Jesus going, get away from me. I've told you from the beginning this is what I have to do. Don't be talking like this again. I mean, he just basically rebukes him and says, this is my point, my friends. We have to guard ourselves. The battle is real. You might even say to yourself, I don't even know if God's given you something, and you're saying, I don't know how I can do this. Can I tell you? If you can do it without God, it probably wasn't God. You're going to need God's help. But once you find his will, you need to guard your eyes, your ears, your mouth, all the gates that things come in. You have to protect. You have to guard Your thoughts, your heart, from all negativity. Proverbs 4, 20 and 27. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. They bring life to those who find them. Healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Wise guy point number three. Get busy. Just do it. Get the job done at all costs. Luke 18 28, Peter said, We've all left our homes to follow you. NIV says, We've left all we had to follow you. You got to guard what comes in, you got you to keep things the way it's supposed to be, you got to stay the course. You know those racehorses, they put blinders. You know why? Because it helps them stay to look ahead at the track. I'm not saying you can't ever look in your peripheral vision. That's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you, though, if God wants you to do something, the enemy wants you not to do it. And he will do his best to sidetrack you, to get you off focus. He'll put somebody that you love that's close to you maybe that would say, hey, listen, come here, come here, come here. That doesn't mean they're a bad person, and it doesn't mean... You know, depending on who it is and what it is, maybe they're trying to bring good correction to you. I don't know the situation. I'm just telling you to find out God's will. That will be the plumb line that you'll know if that's right or wrong. I'd never started a church. I remember him telling me that when we were in one church. I was like, God, I've never done this. I don't know how to do it. And I felt like it was quiet. And then other things, it was just, I felt like he was just saying, I, I'll show you. All I had to do was say, okay. Okay. I'll do it. I, I don't know how, but I'll do it. Part just committing to God. Part of the counting the cost of discipleship was prayer. Just prayer. Just pray. Father, I need help. I don't know what to do from here. Where do I go? And he would start connecting things and dots and people and all of that. That's when I met Pastor Gary. I, I had already determined to start. I didn't know Gary. But he connected those dots. And he's been our headship or our executive board for over 16 years now. And I mean, I, I started on this, this amazing journey to find God in ways I'd, I'd never even discovered before, but yet his will was leading me that way. But God is the one calling. When he guides, he provides. And I've got to do my best to do it his way. Prayer is the core value of any Christian assignment. That's how you talk to God. I mean, he... Communicates in your spirit people have asked me about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and some people say well, that's gone for today It is not gone for today. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's how you download the things from heaven you, I'm telling you you need that speaking in tongues the cool thing about speaking in tongues and praying in a prayer language the devil does not know what you're doing and so I would rather finagle his plans and get him out of the way and get the direction from God And then all of a sudden, people say, I want an idea. You got to go to God to get the idea. You got to spend time in prayer and just say, Father, I love you. And He already has the idea for you. But if you're not listening, how many have teenagers? You can tell your teenager a 50 bazillion times over, and they'll tell you these two words I know. Boy, they know a lot. And you can say, you got to do this, you got to do that. I know. Hey, you have to be at work. I know. Hey, i got to get this done for your car. I know. You don't need me. I know. They find out real quick. You know, when I, I first got my apartment, I moved out of my mom and dad's house. <clears throat> Bill started coming with my name on it. My dad grew in wisdom. I was like, wow, i got to pay these. My dad would say, I know. <laughs> <laughs> because things started switching. I started learning some things like, oh, my word, there's responsibility. I know. God says, hey, listen, I want you to do this. But it's going to cost work. And God says, I know. You have to Go to the cause. You have to step in the will of God. You have to know what he's telling you. You know, if we fail, we probably didn't pray. Or we need to find that answer why we're failing or what it is. Because doesn't he love us? Isn't his will that we succeed? What are we missing? So we we go to the Lord. We find it. What do we do or what don't we do? Maybe we we don't do something. You know, everything that is done doesn't mean it's it's for you. I pastored in a in a church on the east side of Columbus. How many remember the Brownsville revival? Great revival. Kim and I went there many times. Anointing of the Lord, huge there. Come back from that. I mean, I was uncomfortable. I saw things, I'm like, I don't like that. But yet I knew God was doing things, and it was it was just a struggle. And they'd come back and some of those same things were happening in church but they 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 did that whole sanctuary with the flags that they did at brownsville they did the whole thing the same way and it was birthed out of that and all of that and the church was to make a long story short the lord had told me you need to put so i took the flags down and we're putting them in a in another room to have a specific prayer room you'd have thought that i was taking a bomb and just going to explode the whole church up and how dare you you can did you know so and so sewed that flag well betsy ross isn't here right now i don't know i don't know who sewed the flag but i'm like we're not getting rid of the flag we're just putting them in a specific room the lord that's great and it's working but this is what he wants to do here just because it's a good thing, it doesn't always mean it's a God thing for you. It might be a God thing for them, but you have to get the clearance from God. And you could answer that by saying, I know. you got to get God's will on that. God, is that what you want me to do? Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. That's Matthew 7 and 7 and 8. Pray without ceasing, 1 Thessalonians five seventeen. Ask God whatever you will in Jesus' name. You know, so many times we just, we don't do stuff because we just think it's, well, I guess I don't have rights. Remember last week when I told you about that, I think, was it last week I told you about the document from the queen the lady had? And she didn't know what she had? All that would provide her, she could have lived lavishly, but yet she, she couldn't read, so she put it on her wall. And this whole time she'd been living in poverty where she could have just had anything she wanted. Now I want you to listen to me because prosperity has been preached way out of whack. I'm not here to... I want to give you balance. This isn't about name it and claim it and blab it and grab it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about consistently being the person God called you to be. Consistently doing what he's telling you to do. Consistently... Sowing and reaping consistently. That's not just money That could be kindness That could be just being a servant, just helping My wife said on the way. She said remember this kindness draws them to repentance Just being kind to someone Guys, if you could put some altar music on for me real quick. That'd be great This morning I Just want you to be in the plan your plan with him and just like a chess piece god wants to put you so many times we just don't ask or we just avoid the struggle sometimes we don't want to do anything because it would cause issues with others well i think you're just off the deep end following god I'd rather be off the deep end following God than following the enemy. But I can still be kind and respond in love. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. You want to be wise? You want to know what the, the plan is? Maybe a new financial idea that would change your life. God has that. But it's not about religion, it's not about legalism, it's, not, it's about a relationship. How can I further the gospel? How can I be a blessing to the king? Did you know every king has laws and rules? Kingdom of God, laws and rules. You obey these laws. You could sit here and say, "Bread, I don't believe in gravity. Happy for you. After church we'll put you on top of the roof, jump off, let's see if you believe. Gravity is going to work whether you believe it or not. Laws do not change. You have to supersede them. So I'm not telling you anything new. I'm trying to get to you things that were revealed to me to be a wise guy. My wife would tell me sometimes, because I, you know, she's a very passionate person. I'm a passionate person. We're passionate sometimes in different ways. You know out in my barn i have a big heavy bag sometimes if i need to let off steam i've got my exercise equipment out there i'll go exercise or i'll just pound on that heavy bag but this is what's important she just reminded me the other day don't lose your place of peace And so many times in the past i've allowed to been drawn out of that place of rest that place of peace into fear into doubt into insecurity. God doesn't want that. I'm going to say this and I'm closing. You are the referee of that. Did you hear me? You are the referee of that. You choose. Choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You choose what you allow. You choose what you meditate on. You choose the path. I'm not saying you're always perfect. What I'm saying is you choose. We control our harvest. If we sow sparingly, we reap sparingly. I didn't write it. You know it says if you give to the poor, God will repay you. That's amazing. When Kim and I give, we don't give our tithe because it's God's. Everything I have is God's. When I give to Salvation Army, as a church, we've already given some, we're going to give more. But we give out of offering. That's where the multiplication comes in. You see, the tithe keeps everything where it needs to be. And then I believe, again, everybody in here, if you have a job or you whatever, you do with what you have by your choice. We live and breathe in this system, this world earth cursed system, but we are yet not part of this world. And we choose then when we sow into the kingdom of God, because we have the authority delegated by Jesus, it changes kingdoms, the allegiance of the world, now to the allegiance of the kingdom of God. When we do that, he has legal jurisdiction then to hear the case, make it multiply whatever is needed, to do the things you're asking when we pray in the holy spirit and after church if that's you and you're saying i've never been baptized in the spirit but i want to be baptized in the spirit if you come up front i will be honored to sh- it's it's easy it's nothing weird it's nothing it's easy but it's a two-part deal god won't force himself on you you have to choose to speak the words he tells you and i'll I'll show you, I can't tell you what those words are. That's another story I can tell you when we get down here, if that's you. We're gonna receive communion in just a second, but I wanna take this moment to say, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, I'm gonna give you an opportunity. And the reason I'm doing it first before we do communion is because if we do it, the Bible says, in an unworthy manner, in other words, if it's just, eh, it says we're eating and drinking judgment on ourselves. I don't think you want that. I don't want that for you. I want you to know what's happening. Everything Jesus did on the cross has made provision for you. Financially, spiritually, mentally, socially, physically, he died for you. So if you have this, get that ready. But if you want Jesus in your heart, I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. You online, you can do the same right where you're at. If that's you and you're saying, Brett, would you pray for me today? I just want you to put your hand up, put it back down. I won't embarrass you. I promise. Yes. Maybe it's a more than, an, you know, this is your 18th time. It really matters not to me. It's okay. If that's you, put it up, put it right back down. Yes. Anyone else? Yes. I mean, you've come this far, you might as well go home clean, huh? Anybody else? Let's say this prayer together. Everybody say it. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me. Today, I'm walking with you. In Jesus' name. And devil, in your face. Amen. Everybody look at me. That is awesome. Now, if you just raised your hand and inside your mind, something is saying you're the same. It didn't happen. This is silly. Can I tell you this? Let me just pull that Claritin clear sheet off here. If nothing happened, he wouldn't be telling you that. That's the enemy. Something happened, that's why he's telling you it didn't. So just tell him to shut up and walk this thing out. Got it? If you have your elements, we're going to do this together. We just peel that first thing off. You get that little wafer. I happen to have another one. <clears throat> this represents his body which was broken for you anything you need and again i'm talking any kind of need and i named it about every area kim and i take communion often in our home if anybody gets a sniffle or anything we just take communion we get a saltine cracker sometimes we use water i've used sweet tea i've even taken communion with mountain dew hey, if Jesus turned water into wine, this just, this just symbolizes. It's, how many are with me? I'm just gonna do what I need to do. It, we've done apple juice, you know, I'm not provo- you know. I'm not telling you to use alcohol, just so you know. <laughs> because people will get mad at me or whatever, I, whatever. Okay. This is what it represents. And so when we do that, whatever we're taking communion for, we put that in his care Lord you died for this so as far as we're concerned according to your word it's done we receive it today let's do it the Bible goes on to say without the shedding of blood there's no remission for sins remission is just kind of like a college word that just means there was no way for the sin to be taken away. In the Old Testament, you remember they, they slaughtered animals. So many of this for this, so many of that for this, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. If you remember, John said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. His blood is the, the entire deal. So because of that, we have forgiveness for everything you've done wrong. Isn't that amazing? Let's receive that today. Just take about 10 seconds and give him some thanks. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. (laughs) Well, I thank you for those that raised your hand. You had the courage. If you were there today and you're here, maybe online, you're like, I wanted to raise my hand, but I just didn't. Did you know he can still touch you for that? Okay, He loves you He gave his life for you We're going to help you walk through that Make sure today when you leave If you needed a t-shirt You get your free t-shirt You can also get If you haven't gotten You just accepted the Lord There's a little book out there It'll start you reading In the book of John Uh, There's a CD out there That uh, I think says The stage is set That you can listen to That I preached quite a while ago But you're welcome to listen to it If that helps you all free Not going to cost you anything But if you'd help me Let's get the word about how good Jesus is out to this community. Let's start telling our friends and family, man, just, you know, even I'm, I'm not, we're not the only church preaching the gospel, I'm sure. But, you know, if they don't have a church and they want to come here, get them here. Let God do the job. Just get them here. And, and we'll let the, the Holy Spirit do the rest. How many are going to let the Holy Spirit give you wisdom today? Let, just download to him. Start talking to him. Start asking him. He tells me things all the time. He tells pastor Kim things all the time and we you know this this church was birthed out of him the name came because he gave me john 14 6 i'm the way the truth and the life he said here's your name true life church i didn't name it i called it dunkin donuts or something everybody likes donuts or brett's chicken house you know i mean everybody likes chicken but no true life church so we just went with that thought it was a little more spiritual <laughs> We love you guys. I pray you have a great day. Connection class in about 10 minutes or so up in the balcony. Number two. Again, you don't have to take those in succession. We just need you to take those. We'll get you plugged in here. Get you started. And get in serving. And this is going to be a great trip. Don't miss any of these holiday things coming up. Christmas Eve service is going to be amazing. I want you to hear me, hear me right now. On Christmas Day is a Sunday. There will not be church here we are going to blow the doors off this place saturday night christmas eve sunday you can go online and you can be in your pajamas after you open presents and we'll have a special message and a service online so you can stay with your family you can watch church around the christmas tree however you want to do that on sunday christmas day okay so we're gonna we're gonna just believe god for an amazing season we love you guys father in the name of jesus let's stand to our feet We're about to receive our offering, so as we get ready to do that, we'll dismiss as soon as we give. Lord, uh, your blessing is on this. And so, Father, we willingly, we choose to take money out of the earth curse system. We put it into your kingdom. We thank you for it. You can give online, text to give. You can write a check. You can however you want. Lord, we just give you the glory. We give you the praise. We thank you that all the bills that we have are paid in full. In Jesus' name, all God's people say Amen. You just be obedient. We love you. You have the best day ever.